Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello, everyone. Emily here, and I just wanted to do a quick note here before the podcast begins today. So for the month of January 2021, I have taken on the project of interviewing some really incredible women who are very witchy out in the world, and they are joining me to chat about the work they're doing, their spiritual practices, and how these two things intertwine in their lives. So we're going to kick it off a little bit early here uh, on the 30th of December of 2020 with my friend Erin Lefebvre, who is a master herbalist and plant priestess. And her interview is coming up here in just a second. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And I look forward to sharing more with you in the coming weeks. Hello, and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this month we are interviewing some amazing wise women out there in the world who are bringing their own magic uh, to the masses. And so today I have Erin Lefebvre, who is a master herbalist and plant priestess, to chat with us about her own journey and what she is doing out in those magical realms. Hey, Erin. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I, that was a super brief introduction, and I know there's so much more to your story than, you know, those two titles. Is there anything you would like to share with our listeners about your own kind of history and, and education and what, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'll give you a crash course in Erin Lefebvre world. <laughs> I like it. I, I've probably been self-studying with herbalism since I was about 15. And so, you know, almost 40 now, so you can see that's a long time, but also did some study with um, universities and with herbalists. So I do have a bachelor's degree in geography with an emphasis in natural resource management and a master's degree in environmental studies with a focus on um, ethnobotany. And then I did a master herbalism program with Gigi Staffney, um, Green Wisdom School of Natural and Botanical Medicine. Um, yeah, and just lots and lots of self-study. I've been gardening since I was a child because we've always had a vegetable garden growing up and currently have lots of herbs and vegetables and flowers um, in my garden. And I've been playing with herbal remedies for, yeah, for many, many, many years and have also had lots of other experiences um, and spiritual paths, such as being in sweat lodges, um, being in you know solstice ceremonies with hundreds of people, being in labyrinths, fire, um, sacred fire circles, and um, all sorts of you know different ways to like develop intuition and be connected with nature. Nice. So I'm curious what. I, well, let's start here. What are you doing right now? Like what, how are you kind of bringing all of this into the world of the present? Yeah, right now I'm an herbalist and plant priestess with my business, Full Circle Herbals. I mean, I would be without the business too, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right now um, 
I offer the, my plant priestess circle where I'm teaching people about herbalism and nature spirituality and how to um, incorporate that into their daily lives. And also um, do some you know, one-to-one -one apprenticeships with people who are looking to add herbs into their lives and learn how to make herbal remedies and things like that. And then I have two kids at home and one has been doing virtual school for two years. And the other one is of course right now in the blended um, version of things that are happening with school systems right now. So yeah, I'm home with the kids and doing my online business at the same time. And I published my learning herbalism workbook about three years ago. Wow. So herbalism has really been like the core of, of kind of who you are. Like it's, it, that's really where your own medicine and magic seem to lie. Would that be, is that accurate? Yeah. Just with plants in general, yeah. like, yeah. And then I kind of was like, well, you know, what about these plants? I know that I can eat them. I need eat them every day, but what about these herbal remedies that I hear about? And then also went even deeper into the um, spiritual connection with plants and developing that like sacred communication um, relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, as you were just saying that I was really envisioning kind of these layers of like the practical. And then as you dive deeper, it's like the practical starts to bleed into the spiritual aspects and the, the more um, deeply rooted connective aspects of, of plants and the natural world around us. I'm curious, do you identify as a witch or a pagan or like, what is your spiritual path? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> um, green witch, pagan, plant priestess, herbalist, any of those will do. Those are good. I think those are positive titles that I would use for my, I do use for myself. How did you find your way to your spiritual path? Well, like I said, you know, always been connected with the plant world and even as a kid playing with them and just noticed as I grew older that my affinity to plants was a, a bit different than everybody else's. Not everybody was as interested in the plant realm and um, how nature worked as I was. And so I, you know, along the way through the university um, and everything, I was very science-based and the science, um, the more I learned about the biological world and the way plants work, I just thought that was just total magic, you know, like, it's just amazing how everything works. But I also was like, well, that's a little sterile for me, just the sciences. So mm -hmm. I looked more into the spirituality of things and really just listened to that kind of deep inner feeling I had when I was with plants, that it went beyond just liking them and hey this is a pretty rose and that's a pretty sunflower like it went way beyond that so I just kept exploring that feeling I still am exploring that feeling <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like something really old ancient like a lineage it felt like it was in my DNA it didn't feel like a hobby it felt something more stronger and so as I you know looked around and saw what was going on with you know, paganism and, and green witchcraft and um, all those terms for people who are really connected to nature, not just for utilitarian, you know, everyday purposes, but there's been people for thousands of years who've essentially, for lack of a better word, worshipped nature 
mm -hmm. and the sacred um, energies that we we are part of humans are part of nature we are nature so coming back to that connection and weaving my life and my business into um the natural cycles and the flow is what i'm all about and did you have i guess or find along the way specific um spiritual teachers or books or things that where you found like guidance i guess for some of the more I mean, it's hard because because when I think about spirituality, I think about this, like what you're talking about, like it's in your DNA. There is a sense of like, this is who I am and this is what I embody. But then there's like the logistical pieces, like tuning into the seasons and then like quote the wheel of the year, right? So there's this construct that is created around those cycles. Is there any any learnings or teachers that you have found along the way that really spoke to you about some of those maybe more concrete practices? Starhawk mm -hmm. is one of the authors that really like there's a lot of authors that when I was in my teenage years, you know, I was reading um, that's before the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't just peruse around. So there's a lot of those kind of books that were out there that I don't necessarily um, you know, there was like um, there's Marianne Zimmer Bradley with the Mists of Avalon. That was like really, I'm like, this is fiction, but there's something to this. There's like a, a cer certain essence in here that I, I like. Mary Summerain was another one um, that I read. Some people say she's fiction, or some people say she's nonfiction. Um, and then there was like uh, Z Budapest was another one. Um, Mother, Mother God, Grandmother of Time, I think was it. So there was a lot of these books that were coming along and I'd say right now I'm like Starhawk is my thing. Stefan Harold Boyner, uh, Boyner, I think that's how you say his name. You know, he has the book about um, the lost language of, of plants and lots of herbalism books out there as well. So those are some of them. And Rosemary Gladstar is one of my favorite, favorite herbalist and teachers. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's many, many things, many books. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in pre-internet life too. And there, are, it, it's funny because so it's technology allows us access so rapidly to information. And yet there, to me, there's nothing more lovely than holding a book in my hands and getting to like underline things I really like and, you know, all of that. So. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. That's what I do with my books too. I used to be like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Now I'm just like, nope, I don't have time to have to, I don't have time to write the little quote down on a piece of paper. Yeah. Are your books full of sticky notes too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have all the little tags sticking up and then I'm like, what did this one mean? I don't know. Why did I flag this page? <laughs> anyway, total sidebar, but, um, yeah, Starhawk is great. So uh, are you, tell me a little bit about which books you're really enjoying. Cause I know she has a lot of books about um, about spirituality but she also has books about permaculture. And mm -hmm. um, and I wondered if that was kind of what was pulling you in. The Earth Path is <laughs> the one that I have read front to, to back. And then um, Dreaming the Dark is another really good one. Um, so those two are my favorite. I like her view of the past, you know, what we had, the good things about the past and the like matrilineal, matrilineal cultures and also like how we need to unlearn some of the things 
that we define as successful modern life, which are really not helping us anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that for sure. Um, you also mentioned that you participated in, like, I think you said sweat lodges and fire circles. And is, do you have a pretty healthy pagan community in the area in which you live? Well, those um, experiences are with people in different parts of um, Wisconsin that I've been in because I used to live in Madison and now back up in northern uh, north west central Wisconsin. So yes and no. Um, in Eau Claire, it's fairly diverse for northern Wisconsin. And so I do have a group of people that I do get together with um, monthly. And the other, like the sweat lodges and things, those are kind of done in places um, that I don't frequent often, but that I haven't been invited to be parts of those situations. And the sacred fire circles, I know people who do those and they kind of pop up here and there in different parts. So do definitely have to travel sometimes to these things. But for the most part, everything has been happening in, in Wisconsin where I live. So that's really awesome that I've had those opportunities. And I know that you've created quite an online community as far as, you know, pulling people from, from all over. That's the beauty of being online, right? So I'm curious about in your own personal practice, do you feel like you're more of a solitary practitioner or that you have kind of a community that you practice with maybe outside the community you've created or, or that community? Well, the online one, I really was looking for people who resonated the way I did when I say the word plant priestess, like you know, people who are like, oh, you know, they do that. They're like, oh, that feels, that's me. Uh -huh. And I was looking for those people who are like, yeah, I know what you mean. And so I, when I first started um, the plant priestess exploration, the free, the Facebook group, I was like looking for five people in the whole world who understood what I meant by plant priestess. <laughs> and now we're at like 2,500 or something like that. So I was just exploring the whole thing myself and trying to put words to what I felt inside and uh, eventually created the, the plant priestess circle, which is a you know, 12 month learning um, online community and do lots of things with them. Um, and like I said, I meet with a group every month um, where I live as well. Oh, okay. So you have, you have a circle where you live. Uh, are, is it all herbalists or? Um... No, no, I have my herbal, my herbies, I have my herby group. And I also have my, um, I could, I guess you could say a pagan group or coven. And that's like five, there's six of us total. Um, and so do I consider myself solitary? In some ways I do, but I'm not so solitary that I know where my community is too when I need them and I can connect with them when I, I need to. But I certainly have my own practice and my family, that I, you know, my kids, my husband, they don't necessarily participate in what I do, but they're very open to it as well. And sometimes do participate in, in their own way. So in that way, I'm kind of solitary at home, but I'm certainly out of the broom closet, so to speak. <laughs> so I know um, I'm, I have a women's circle as well. And I, I know that when I talk to women, that's something that, um, 
some women feel really passionately about wanting to connect with other people and, and have that and don't feel like it's accessible. Um, and I'm, I'm curious how you went about creating yours. Just, you know, if people are out there thinking, oh, I would, I would love to be in a circle with other women, you know, meeting once a month or like my group meets weekly. Um, how did you go about creating that for yourself or finding those, those people? Yeah, it was kind of just by word of mouth, knowing certain people who were also in the, you know, pagan witch kind of camp of things. And then just asking them if they knew of people meeting together. And the particular group I knew of, I knew of them for a few years, and they were really looking to stay small and, you know, small group. Mm -hmm. And so it was, they weren't ready to have somebody else come into the group, which, you know, was fine. And then when they did, you know, somebody else was no longer a part of the group for whatever reason, people move, people do all sorts of things. Then they're like, okay, we're ready for somebody. And they knew that I was interested in joining. So, so voila, you know, they asked me to join and it's been, I think five years, I think I've been a part of that one. So it, you do have to start to ask around, you know, what's happening in the area, who's got a group that they're willing to have a new participant in. And everybody has to kind of feel their way through it because you might find a group and then realize like, this isn't really where I want to be. And that's okay. It's kind of like a, a speed dating for pagans group, I guess. <laughs> you, everybody has to make sure they feel, feel secure with the people in the group. Absolutely. Well, because trust is so important, you know, to feel safe and, and, you know, trust everybody that you can really show up as your authentic self and have that be okay. You know, exactly. Yeah. So you moved into a group that already existed. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. They have been together for a number of years. Um, so, so yeah. And it's very, this one is fairly informal and, you know, we, we talk, we, we talk about our lives and then we also will do more sacred type of things related to the season that's um, happening. Nice. Cool. So you've got all of it going on. You've got your own solitary practice. You've got some different groups that you're moving within where you're bringing your spirituality in, in that way. I like it. I like the eclecticness, Erin. That's good. Thank you. That's a good word for me. <laughs> Eclectic. Yeah, you just got to do what is, is right for you at the time of your life as well. Things ebb and flow. Totally. That's very true. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about how you feel your, I mean, you've spoken a little bit to this just in the way that you've been talking about herbalism and, and your relationship with plants in general, but how do you feel like your spirituality informs the practice and the work that you bring into the world? Wow. That's a big question. I know. I like to go deep. Let's go. Dive Let's in. go. <laughs> I don't know if there's a separation. I think there, like I said, I was looking for people who felt and the way I did about plants and, and herbalism and nature spirituality. So it just was searching for it and then realized like people were asking me questions. And so I was like, okay, I think there may be a way that I can share this and bring in some you know, income for all the tech things in my time and just found that more and more people were coming to me for advice and teachings about herbalism and just they liked my perspective the plant priestess perspective so it's kind of the business has kind of evolved 
And, you know, I started with the learning herbalism workbook and that evolved as well because it was first like an electronic version and then people wanted a paper copy and it's kind of grown from there. Um, and all the tech pieces and the business pieces, you know, they can consume the and override the nature spirituality and the herbalism piece that I want to stay really connected to. But then I do weave in things like the moon cycles and planning my business um, around moon cycles and when I offer workshops uh, and remembering that my energy ebbs and flows with the moon cycle because I'm biologically a woman and that's those two things are really connected 28 day cycle with the moon 28 day cycle you know about approximately with women's cycles and so my energy ebbs and flows and people's energies ebbs and flows with the moon cycles so I take that into consideration and I also take in consideration what season I'm in here, you know, like it's winter here. So um, what kinds of lessons can I start to incorporate to my plant priestess circle or in my free workshop, you know, that really match what's happening with me around here. And most people who are coming into my group, you know, are in the Northern hemisphere. So as it becomes dormant season for me, then I kind of adjust to what I'm doing in my life and um, what I'm teaching for the plants and the cycles of nature and what, you know, I'm reflecting in my business, what's happening in nature as much as I possibly can in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to really go with the, the, the seasonal aspects and, and kind of go, I was gonna say go with the flow, but that just sounded so cliche, but it's true, right? <laughs> you're tapping yeah. into what's happening in the earth and that's how you're informing what the next steps are in your business, what information you're bringing forth in your business. Um, I love that you're talking about planning your business around the moon cycles. Of course, I love that, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really, necessary and crucial, right? But it's, I mean, that's real. Like people are influenced by those cycles, whether they're tuned into it or not. So really taking that into consideration and working in tune with nature and all the cycles, you know, it seems really beneficial. Um, yeah. Do you have any, this is the other thing I wanted to, do you have any like um, divination practices that you tune into to help you uh, help guide you in your business practices? Yeah, actually two things I really like to do. Um, I do use like tarot and Oracle cards to help me, you know, guide me along. I use them as tools. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily giving me information that's not already available to me, but you know, I'm sure you've talked to your audience about this, how this, the symbolism and everything, but if I'm kind of stuck on how I want to word something, or if I'm stuck on which herb to pick next, or if I'm stuck on, um, you know, creative part, I will start to pull the cards and, it's somehow, it's just amazing how every time I do that, it really kind of, I feel like I get unstuck and I, the flow of everything moves forward. It helps me move forward and get out of my head a little bit. It's like, which herbs should I talk about today? There's only like thousands of them. And I just pick a card from my herb crafter deck and there, and I just tell myself, go, go with that one. And the other thing I really like to do when it's nice, out, <laughs> it's cold here now, but I love to go in my garden and start to ask it what it would like me to share. And when I start to like ask my garden and the plants things and open up that communication dynamic, it's fascinating what comes through. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Do you get it as a feeling? Is that how information comes to you when you're hanging with plants? Um, it's, it's a feeling. It's um, inspirational words that pop up. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it can be visual, like all of a sudden a plant will move like out of the corner of my eye. And of course they're all moving in the wind or whatever, but suddenly one just kind of piques my interest for some reason. And then I'll look at it. And sometimes I'm just looking at a particular herb and seeing how it grows and thinking about its, its own cycle. And that will also spark, you know, some, some action within me or something I want to teach to people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you could give, I guess, maybe a simple exercise for people who might not have spent a lot of time really tuning into plants or maybe even people who do, but is there like a simple kind of um, connective exercise that you could offer to kind of the lay person? <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. They putting your back up against the trunk of a tree, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> sit there for, you know, a couple minutes for sure. And just, tell me how you feel because it is quite a cool feeling to feel especially the bigger the tree the better you know to put your back up against it we energetically our bodies are electromagnetic we have our own electromagnetic you know fields and so does everything around us we know that for fact and so when you get in contact with something especially physically you're everything about your energy fields and everything start to kind of pulsate together. They kind of start to synchronize. Mm -hmm. So the longer you stick with that, you know, the more likely you are to feel something from that tree. And so try it with a willow tree or something like a willow tree and try it something with like a, an oak tree. They have different energies about them. That's so true. That just reminded me because I, I totally sit with trees and I feel like that that is a really powerful grounding tool in addition to being able to connect with the different energies. Um, when I'm like kind of losing it, <laughs> if I go and sit under a tree and let myself just lean into that tree and feel that support, there's something really powerful about that that lands me back in my body. Um, but I, I remember in graduate school, I was having a panic attack one day and I ran into a classmate and she grabbed my hand and was like, um, come on, let's go. And I'm like, I can't like, you know, when you're panicked and you're like, I can't do anything. I don't know how to fix this. So <laughs> she's like, come on. And she just grabbed my hand and took me over to this redwood tree. And she's like, just sit down. And we sat there for like 10 minutes and I, I cried. Everything just sort of like moved through me. All my panic went into the earth and I was like, oh that's all I had to do. Like <laughs> the simplicity of that and yet the power in it. And so I love that that is, that's the first exercise you went to um, because there's, it's not only a, an amazing way to connect with the energy of those trees. It's also really powerful medicine for your body. Exactly. Like you don't even have to be like, people think, oh, herbalism and plant spirits or whatever, like you're going to have to start to eat them and chew them and drink them and just get your body <laughs> next to them is so simple and powerful and even even me like i forget sometimes all you need to do is just go outside and put your butt on the ground up against a tree or whatever and you know it's that simple it's that right. simple right it is that simple i love that 
Well, Erin, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm I'm loving all the things that you're doing in the world. And if people want to follow you or find out more about your offerings, how can they do that? Yeah, the, my website is fullcircleherbals.com and uh, Full Circle Herbals Facebook group. And then I've mentioned the Plant Priestess Exploration um, Facebook group. No. My full circle herbals is a Facebook page and my full circle and my plant priestess exploration as a Facebook group. So I have Facebook pages, groups, and my website and I have a podcast. Oh yeah. Talk about your podcast. Podcast is, um, acronym herbs. So it stands for herbs with Aaron remedies for body and spirit. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and my blog has the um, audio as well. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, um, please go and check out what Erin is offering because she is a pretty incredible and powerful woman who has a ton of knowledge to share with all of you. And if you have any interest or curiosity at all about plants, um, she can definitely satisfy that, that curiosity for you. <laughs> so thank you, Erin. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, it is. You're awesome. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, stay tuned in the coming weeks. We're going to continue to interview some amazing women out there. And um, I look forward to sharing all of their magic with you. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.